Game of Thrones was a shit show. Towards the end, it was it it was like a child that grew up and you love and then turned out to be you know Michael Jackson. Um, so <laughs> you just like you didn't really know what to do with it anymore. Hey yo! Hey yo! Hey yo! Hey fucking yo! That's Moneybag Yo's cousin, and it's out the wazoo, baby. We here in the in the wazoo on this beautiful October the 9th. Mm. It's a nice overcast day outside of the wazoo studios. Cloudy. And your boy Jake the Birdman is sitting here with the one and the only. Shotzu, Ryan, we are without the third choo, member choo, choo. of the Three Blind Mice today. Bobby Bunchies is taking a vacation. He is. He's at another wedding, and I gotta ask, when's he getting married? He's uh, he's putting up a pretty strong contention for being the actual best man. I think so because he was best man at his brother's wedding. He was best man at this wedding, correct? I'm gonna just say yes for argument's sake. And he was also best man at Don Tolliver's wedding. Now, I don't know if that has any correlation. That that one I was a little sketchy about. When he told me, I said, you know about the allegations, don't you? You know DT on the low. You know Don Tolly has allegations, right? Allegations don't stand strong, my guy. But, you know, Alex Allegation over here, this motherfucker, he doesn't care. You know, He's, he's here for the music. And so are we. Allegedly, Alex. <laughs> it's uh, it's out the wazoo. It's episode 126. Welcome, mm. welcome back, baby. Welcome back to the podcast that you a... love, that you crave, mm. and that we keep giving you, like uh, you know, fucking drug dealer on the street corner. Okay, or, we're gonna keep like, giving it to you. Or like stuffed French toast on a Sunday morning right after church. Mm. No matter how down bad you get, dude, we're always gonna be on that street corner you under know. them street lights, just hustling, just hustling. Dishing content, dude. Right, right, right. It doesn't matter if we find you, you know, hop, skipping, and jumping through the park. We're going to give you that rock. Right. It doesn't matter if we see you sleeping on a park bench. We're going to give you that rock. We're going to give you that brown, yellow, piss-stained rock, baby. Ice cream, booger, colored piss. Mm. In your ear, motherfucker. Mm. It's episode 126. Look, if you're just tuning in, if this is the first episode you ever listened to, Go find us on Instagram, bro. I, I, I'm pleading you. Find us on Instagram. Number one account. Fire. Number one account on Instagram. Hands down. Feet down. Ten toes down, dude. Ten toes. Best Eleven, 11 toes if you them freaky bitches. Right. Or, you know, only five toes if you're that dude with the one half leg that we keep watching that video from <laughs> on Instagram. Me and all my homies in the back. <laughs> hey. Get us on Instagram. Uh wazoo podcast at wazoo podcast we're the same thing on anchor.fm go on anchor man come on we've only been you know we've been getting voice messages but we could get more yeah we could get so much more you'd think for all the rocks we've been giving you guys that you'd be at least sending us voice messages gold nuggets bro and look man some people say that they're a little embarrassed that they don't know what to say and you know what i say to that neither do we yeah but we just keep saying. I mean, I'm sure Buck Elwood, the Chevy the Six, didn't know what to say when he called in. But he called in anyway, and I got to give him the gahonies for that. You know, it, it takes guts. And we've gotten good music recommendations. We've we've had some riveting conversations based mm. on those voice messages. And it'll only continue the more that we interact. So hit us up on anchor.fm slash wazoo podcast. Um, 
fuck the subreddit. We don't ever use that shit. <laughs> I'm just being real. I know. I know. We've we've only posted like three things and uh, we're moderators on it, but we don't moderate anything. So anybody could be posting anything on that. And we're just like, all right. We don't even know. But right now it's just like a goo girls subreddit. It's, no, it's a fucking, it's probably like a jabronis uh, subreddit or something. People like with just, the ponies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. the fucking cartoon ponies i'm princess purple pony i'm i'm princess down bad pony (laughs) (laughs) i got a fat ass baby all right yo let's uh episode 126 we got some shit we got some shit to talk about so it's pretty much we got 24 hours bro before you and i and a small select group of others are in philadelphia okay we've got a chopped cheese we're in line am i with a bitch named lucy Lucy couldn't make it, hmm. but you know who could make it? Who? Ruby the fucking cherry, yeah, bitch, I'm a dime a dozen. The Snow Leopard? Him, Scarecrow, Baby Gravy, Germ, Fat Nick. <sighs> Your boys are going to the Gray Five Nine Fest, baby. Mm. We're going to be mm. in Philadelphia mm. representing the Wazoo. And sure. if you see us in public, don't be afraid to reach out. I know yeah, that we yeah. can kind of be intimidating, you know, if you see us from a distance, but... Come on up and give us that give us that warm shoulder, you know, and we'll return the favor. And and our boy Birdman here, he he got some stickers uh, ordered, but unfortunately they are not coming in. They are not uh, before the concert. I dropped but the ball. I was dreaming of just me just tossing up a couple Wazoo stickers to the fans uh, mm. up on stage, mm. Woo! and like putting on a hat or something. I'm gonna wear my out the Wazoo shirt. That's a good idea. I'm gonna wear that. What's that? Sure. Mind your business, bitch. Quit pressing <laughs> Quit me, pressing bitch. Me, bitch. <laughs> What's out the wazoo? Quit pressing me, bitch. Shut the fuck up. Don't you see I'm in line to get some curly fries at a Suicide Boys concert? I want some thrashers at that Suicide Boys. That would be the only kind of french fry thrashers they could serve. sprinkled with Coke. Great 5-9, baby. That's Great what they five call nine, them. baby. This is episode 126. <laughs> and before we get into the meat and fucking Yukon potatoes in this episode, I just want to say uh, thanks for all of our listeners who fucking stayed 10 toes down bad with us when Instagram went down like less than a week ago. That was huge. That was huge because all day I was like, bro, podcast is done. It's done. It's over. It's over. We're I I'm not making bags anymore, no. bro. What is gonna happen? And then I was like, you know what? It's not gonna last. We're good. <laughs> I went through like the five stages of grief, and like I went through uh, in five minutes. Yeah, it was like you <laughs> it's know the last at, five. The it was um what is it uh, denial. Then you go through um, anger, dude. anger, yeah. and then like at the very last when you're like at acceptance, you're like, you know <laughs> it's what? Bargaining, it's, it's you bargain. You're like, come on, it's great. I'll cut my cock off. Okay, I'll play red light, green light oh, for this. I'll I'll play it for the podcast as long as it stays up. I think our listeners are probably more like that than us. I mean, true. You don't give them that rock for a but day, guess and what, all of boy, a sudden, I am a listener. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, man, we're we're two of the many listens to this podcast every week on a weekly basis, boy. And I say two because Alex isn't ten toes down, he dude. He ain't. He he got eight toes down, and his big toes are at least ninety percent of his foot. So they're pointing up. And He's they're basically not, they're a velociraptor dog. They're not down. He's bro. basically a raptor. <laughs> <laughs> Making them fucking clicking noises when he jumps on shit. Oh uh, fuck. Whoa. Man. All right, dog. So last week, dude, Meek Mill's Expensive Pain came out, dog. You got some hot first takes for us? So it sounds exactly like a Meek Mill album. And when I say that, it's because the the first song that is the introduction, it's the same beat. 
actually is the same it's beat. It's the same it's a fucking reused beat. beat as his previous album. It's the it's that yeah. fucking old classical like two steps from hell badass music intro. And Papa Mitra remixed it at the time. Yeah. And then he just remixed it. You know, I don't even know if Papa Mitro does his production anymore. That could just be a rumor. It could like, be. He did it at one point, but he fell off. Yeah, I don't know. I just, when I listened to this album, it didn't seem new. It seemed like this album had already been out for a long time. Like, I listened to it, and I was like, oh, okay. So, what I thought was going to be dope, and what I thought he was going for with the intro, was I thought he was going for, like, a the greatest hits of all of his intros. Because Meek Mill's got a fire intro game. I think we he can does. all agree. Yeah, he does. If there's one thing to say about Meek Mill, no one's got stronger album intros. He's very hyped. He gets the crowd hyped. He gets he has good sample selection yeah. and excellent remixing of sample. I mean, fuck, man. He had Phil Collins on the last yeah, one. Yeah. I mean, just insane yeah. production on that. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was going to cycle through the best of his intros. We're talking back at, you know, championships, mm-hmm. uh, DC, uh, what the fuck? DC4. Mm-hmm. Was that an album? Yeah. yeah, it was. And then uh, uh, the first one he did, uh, Dreams Worth More Than Money, Dreams yeah. Worth, Dreams and Nightmares. Mm-hmm. You know, all of his albums, I thought he was going to take the best of those intros, remix it, and do this dope fucking See, that, that's cipher a, that's over a top. That's a cool concept. But what I actually read off of this album was Meek Mill himself had an interview, right? And he said he wanted to work on his melodic tone. So like he was working on how to be more um, like chorusy, I mm-hmm. guess, and like have that as part of the song rather than just be who he was brought up to be, which I thought, rapper. which I thought was lame because like everybody knows Meek Mill as that, and he did that so well. And then uh, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna dog him for trying to like explore new stuff, but I don't think he did that part really well. It was different. Uh- in some aspects, I think he had some bars, and we'll obviously we're gonna we're gonna actually review expensive pain when Bobby's back in the studio. Mm-hmm. But uh, until then, I just wanted to give first takes, and uh, my first take was that this was not the album I expected. Yeah, I was definitely expecting something a little higher caliber, mm-hmm. more experimentation. What I got sounded kind of like a replica album, almost from like a little dirt track. Right. Like it almost sounded like. He was like going for more of this like little dirt kind of rapping style when we know and love the battle rap Meek Mill. Right. But you know, can't always get what you want. Can't. Especially but, not in these streets. But that f- fire album art though. Dope is with the with the little the the bitches bending over and you see a little pink pussy. Oh, dude, oh, that little bro, dot. It's dude. So funny, bro. It's like two it's like uh, fucking twenty four bit pussy, right, you know. Like, but Pixel that's what, pussy. but that's what cracks me up. Like, he's like real serious in the interview about like how he wants to um, experiment with more melodic tones and this and that. And then you look at the bitch's pussy on the <laughs> album cover. You're like, it's oh, expensive pain, what are dog. You, what are you looking for? A lot of this pain's expensive, dog. You got to pay a lot to feel this pain. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Hey, we feel it here at Wazoo, man, every day. When we uh, when I review it. I'm going to take it downtown. I'm telling you now. <laughs> I'm going to walk that motherfucker. I'm going to walk him to the back alley and Ooh-wee. buy his ass a fucking Tony I ain't Tony stopping Luke's. for no sniffs. None, dog. No lampposts. No water hydrants. No. All right, dog. A lot of new music just came out. Ooh. 
we got some talking to do about at least some of it. We don't have to go into all of it because we're going to get to some of these albums in episodes down the line. But we've got that new Loot album, Gold Mouth. Yes. Dream Chasers guy. Correct. Uh, he was on the song Under the Sun with the baby. Dope as fuck. Dope as fuck. Really good song. You got to check out this album, Gold Mouth. Loot. Um, you need to listen to it before we before we review it because it's good, man. It's art. And and nobody really knew who he was until he came out with this album. And then I had because this is the way I found out was I was I was scrolling through Reddit and somebody said that he released an album and I was like who the hell is this guy Loot I had never heard of him and then I realized he was on Dream Chasers or not Dream Chasers uh, Dreamville right and then I listened to the song again to try and find his verse I was like oh I remember him rapping. That wasn't a bad verse. Pistol grips get to squeeze and wish it nigga would like Liam Neeson. Right. That so, um, yeah, that's him. So I was like, damn, this might actually be banger. This is such a sweet ass artist, right? I played the album front to front to back. The I, I just want to say the first like seven, eight songs were mm, choice, bro. They shit that shit was slapping. This artist was really down for his money, bro. And I can't wait to see more of him. I went back and I listened to more uh, more of his older shit. Uh, I think it was like 1993, like West Side something. Yeah. I'm not sure. Let me, uh, let's just pick one of the songs. We'll just do um, Get Every Dollar, G-E-D. That's the single that led up to the album, just to give you all a taste. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Gold mouth. That's just a taste for you, baby, because once you get a taste of loot, you ain't going you're gonna keep coming back trying to play his ass. But Good you can't Lord. play this man. No, you cannot. His name might be an old school musical instrument, but you ain't playing his ass. No, 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 sir. Now, um, what other artists have dropped? So, allegedly, Don Tolliver dropped an album. Allegedly? Yesterday morning, bro. <laughs> Life of a Don. Now, give me your first takes on Life of a Don and have you listened to it. I Give have... me your first takes first and then tell me if you listen to it. Okay. My first take on Don Tolliver is that he may or may not have done it. Did I listen to it? Yes. And my overall review on the album, before we actually review the album in a later episode, it's a banger. <laughs> Absolute banger. You want to know my review? What? He didn't do it. He didn't do it? <laughs> He's innocent, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's too smooth with right. it, bro. This album is too good, man, mm-hmm. for him to have done it. Right. It just doesn't line up, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's just one of those, like, okay, so I don't want to downplay whatever, if, had, whatever, who, whatever. No, but, you know, believe happened. all women. Um, All I want to say is, normally, when those things are true, looking back at it like hindsight, yeah, it takes a lot of traction. And then it gets to a point where it's like, oh, shit, he really did it. And then they go to court, and then they have the trial, and right. then everything happens and then they find out whether he did it or not and then you hear the end of it right but we haven't gotten there we haven't had any of those steps other than the fact that people on reddit 
just randomly came out and said some he raped me or he allegedly misled me to believe that he had a big cock and you his know, first name is don yeah but you know i mean what else screams big cock like first name don dude i don't know last name tolliver maybe i don't know but i'll tell you right now i hope he didn't do it <laughs> Because I want to keep listening to this album. I'll tell you that right now. Because this album was fire. I, I can't let there be a stain on this album. I remember when I first heard Don Tolliver on Astroworld, bro. I was like, who is this guy? And why is his voice matched of an angel? And then he came out with Heaven or Hell. Yeah. I don't know if that was before or after Jack Boys, but he did fucking phenomenal in Jack Boys. They only had like seven, eight songs. Yeah, bro. And then Heaven and Hell came out. Oh, I listen to all those songs, bro. Let me just, uh, let's just pick a song here and give y'all a, a taste of Life of a Don. Mm. Maybe, uh, now whether think? you wanted it or not, we're going to give you the taste. Maybe Smoke. I thought Smoke was one of the smoke highlights. Smoke was good. This is a non consensual sample of Don Tolliver's song Smoke. Lyrics 10. (laughs) Not the best example of lyricism. And you know, Don Tolliver's got a voice of an angel. He does. Of an alleged rapist angel. He does. And they have those. There's no denying that. They have those in heaven. Do you think someone ever gets into heaven and they're like, yeah, but. They never did determine if you raped that. <laughs> then, bitch or then not. they start rubbing their hands together and they're like, "Well, I'm here now." <laughs> Do you think like <laughs> hey, once you're in, are forgiven. I don't want to, I don't want to go off too much tangent, but you think once you get to heaven, like you're good, you know? <laughs> I think so. Like I mean, you think, okay, so like you go to hell, right? Like, is there some sort of like repent you can do while you're there, or is it just ultimate punishment? I bet you, it's, you know, it's the just Christians ultimate punishment, would right? say you burn forever for one mistake. So the thing with heaven is, right, it's got to be complete polar opposites. Yeah, it's unless you're be... a priest, though. That's a caveat. True. If you're but, a priest, you can do, you can probably diddle multiple kids and still go to heaven. Yeah, but you go to heaven and then like it's just ultimate paradise. You don't, you don't. There's there's no crossover, you know, you don't get sent right. back down. You can't be a dick in heaven and go to hell. Right. And you can't be a nice guy in hell. Right. You can't be sent up to heaven. It's Fuck a gated that. community. You can't do that. There's no there's no double pass. You gotta buy a single park pass. Yeah. It's innately racist go. if you think about it. So bunch of bunch of angels up there with fucking halos. Right. And they they just they're hate fucking each other with the halos. They though. just hate they just hate those motherfuckers because they got horns in the tail. They're using their halos as fucking cock rings. It's fucked up, bro. Like you know, people in hell can't help that they got horns on their head, right. dude. And just because they got horns, you're not gonna let them into heaven? Like what kind of racist shit is that? I don't know. It's some just, bullshit because it, once you get to heaven and hell, there's only two races, bro. Mm-hmm. Angels and demons. Right. Okay? Right. And Deontay Hitchcock knew that. Right. All right. And he rapped about it. We learned. 
And if I ever hear one person in hell talk about demon time, <laughs> I'm going to make a whole new hell, baby. Dude, they got Instagram in hell. You demon know time. motherfuckers they got taking a, whole, a selfie. They got a whole section in hell for people who rap about demon time. It's demon time. And he's uh, just got like a like a pitchfork and a, and a pickaxe. Because you know down in hell he makes you mine for no for nothing. Mm, he's mm. like, just break them rocks up, bitch. Right. Just so, see them rocks. you know, Don, he didn't do it. Don, Don Tolliver didn't do we it. Don't, he allegedly didn't do it. You know, right. but you know, innocent until proven guilty. Exactly. We believe all women. Well, <clears throat> I think nowadays it's guilty Except until proven innocent. Hillary Clinton. I think I think nowadays it's guilty until proven innocent. Hell yeah, dude. We can't be letting these people out on these streets. Right. You know, if hey, if you got an opinion about somebody, you're guilty, dude. Right, right, right. We don't give you a fair trial. Right. Fuck that. What do you think this is? Right, and e- and even if you go through the fair trial, you still have the repercussions of what you did not do. Deservedly so, you and, know. You know, it's Look, like if I dub- want to say something about you, right? It better stick with you forever, right? Scarlet letter, baby. Mm. Put that on your fucking arm sleeve. Good lord, it won't hey, fit. Did you listen to Wig Split by Puya and Denzel? Yes, I did. Did you like it? And it's fire. Classic Puya beat. This sounds like I the Suicide so. Boys shit that we're about yeah. to go. This is that South Miami shit. Just playing like that Chinese guitar. Mm. I really wanted Suicide Boys on this. At least Ruby. Ruby the fucking truth, jam, but never doesn't. All the time to me, my cousin, rich and pressing by his. Just something just. Mm. Love that. Yeah. Let's listen to Denzel. That's Denzel, man. We haven't heard some good Denzel in a while. That's what I'm saying. Like he fell off for me personally when it like unlocked came out and then the remix unlocked and he made some good music along the way. Like um, when he made that song about like the social awareness of trying to be like an activist. Pig's feet. Yeah. Pig's feet. During the George um, Floyd protests. Yeah. And like that was good. But like, you know, like I think we talked about this before when certain artists try and rap about like things that are going on currently in society and like that's not what they normally rap about it kind of gets like brushed under the rug i think we talked about this with like you were like if j cole started talking about like gay people no one gives a fuck not not as much no. not as much but if you have someone who's actually like suffering from that rap about it you're like fuck yeah like uh Lil Nas X. right yeah you're like oh yeah he's so bold but you know, he came out with that and it was cool, but it just, I don't know, just like it's, it, Denzel was slowly drifting apart from what I was then listening to, which he's been was going Suicide through Boys. A lot of and, drama, dog. Yeah. He's been going through a lot of like self, like finding himself. He said a lot of like tweets and things on Instagram and Reddit 
over the whole 2020 pandemic. Like he had a he had a tough time, dog. Yeah. For some did. reason, his mental like he just wasn't together. Wasn't really making like a bunch of music. Yeah. I mean, the last thing we got from him was the Unlocked 1.5. Unlocked no, he came, came out, out. Didn't he? He have a song with, uh, um, was it Little Baby or was it like Little Keem or? No, nothing with Baby Keem. Nothing with Little Baby. He's been on. He had a song that came out that was on the NFL Madden 2021 right. soundtrack called The Game. Was it with like Playboy Cardi or something? Uh, oh, Uzi maybe. No. Maybe. Maybe it was Zilla. He has a he has a song on Zilla Kami's album. Oh, uh, fucking Bleach. Dog Boy. Yeah, Dog yeah. Boy. That was that came out and that wasn't like crazy or nothing. It didn't, no, it didn't, it didn't, go didn't hard. get me back into listening to Denzel. No. And I've been thinking, I've been listening to a lot of Denzel trying, you know, the old shit, absolute classic. Mm-hmm. You put on Taboo for me, I'll throat you. Right. Uh-huh. And, you know, put on Ultimate. Mm. Double, I'll throw it you twice. Thirty-two Zell, that's old school shit, dude. I'll I'll give you handy for that I know, one. I know. You know, play Zoo. My mama said, trust no man but your brother. I'll, I'll throw it you. And then if you play Unlocked, we're pushing it. Right. For some reason, Unlocked didn't. You're gonna hit hold the my same. hand. You're gonna hold my hand. I'll hold your hand. I might kiss your neck. Mm. But you ain't getting the throat. Right. You know, I'm not gonna be the throat goat for Unlocked. Right. Unlocked one point five. Bitch, I might just text you from afar. I'm not coming over to your house, you know? You going to ghost me? I'm going to ghost you. Dang. And then the shit he's not, you know, he's not putting anything out today. I'm not doing anything, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I might just change my gender. Okay. I appreciate that. So I want Denzel to put out, and the moral of that is I want Denzel to put out a new album. Right. So you don't become a trans. So I don't have to change my gender because that would be so much paperwork. Right. And we all know your boy's suffering from identity crisis. <laughs> uh, uh, let's talk about some news, bro. Okay. Uh, did you have any more songs you wanted to talk about? Uh, I don't think so. I think uh, we pretty much covered Don Tali and all of them. JID but... had a new feature that came out yesterday uh, with Masego and Big Boy. It's called Garden Party. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard We're of having this. a party in the garden tonight. Ladies, get in free. Well, as long as you don't stop dancing with a guy, if you like look behind, you're like, oh, they're ugly. Yeah, I, I get it. Yes. You know the vibes. You know my tribe. Ooh. Instruments. You know it's live. When I turn up, I don't even Just know. You can already tell how J.I.D. is going to sound on this. When I show up Here we go. Look at that. Come on, where you at, baby? Drunk as hell, but don't fly right. Seeing tie dye colors inside dye covered with shades from the sideline. Say goodbye. In my shaky life, I try to stabilize. Crazy times, I got to pray to God, but you don't say nothing. I think it looks like. Mm. So JID is still out there just fucking hustling dog and uh I I every day I want the forever story more yeah and more and 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 actually speaking of forever story um Earth Gang it's Olu's birthday today Hey happy birthday Olu I think he's Big I think shout he's our out. age I think he's like 26 or something Big shout out but, to the um, listener Now that you mention it there there is a couple things that I wanted to mention um Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock announced their Silk Sonic album coming out November twelfth. Fucking about time! Oh my god, I've been I waiting on wait. this shit. I cannot wait, bro. Leave the door Two of maybe the smoothest motherfuckers in the game. Dude, I sound just like Bruno Mars. You can't even fucking lie. Yes, Lord. You could be Anderson. I could be Bruno. Okay. Halloween's right. coming up. Hey, 
just put on a beanie, big ass like wire <laughs> rim circle, glasses, yeah. and I'll put on like a little fake. I need to throw. get like a pair of dentures because Anderson Pox oh got a huge God, mouth. Dude, bro. he's got donkey teeth, bro. Dude, I'm telling you, I could see all 32 teeth when he smiles. When he smiles, he looks like Donkey from Shrek, the first one too. Yes, low. The original Donkey, not oh, the not the glow up Donkey. Right. We ain't talking about that one. Right, right, right. And, you know, Bruno Mars just kind of looks looking like a like kid the in a candy shop. He's looking like the dragon. Bruno Mars looks like the dude, like the kid who hangs out by, you remember them uh, toy dispensers at the at the exit of a grocery store? Yeah. It was like the globe and you yeah. put a quarter in and twist mm-hmm. the thing. He looks like he hangs out by those and looks for quarters. You know what I'm saying? He actually, to me, he looks like an older version of the young Michael Jackson. When and he was that in Jackson is 5, so accurate, dog. He looks like he's the old, he's the young Michael Jackson from Jackson 5, bro. But grew up somehow. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. If Michael Jackson's DNA had altered yeah, yeah, a little yeah. to the left, it would be Bruno Mars. Right, exactly, bro. And that's what I had, from the very start, I had always said ooh, Bruno ooh, Mars, ooh. when he was coming out with like, I'll catch a grenade for you. Right, 24K. I was like, carried in the Right. Air. He was, every song was just a, a straight up radio hit. Yeah. Banger. Every and banger. even if you liked it or not, bro, it was just, it was there. Yeah. You couldn't ignore it. And no, I was like, can't. to me, I was making the claim that he was the next Michael Jackson. Now, he isn't that famous, mm-hmm. but like his music was just getting everywhere it was just there wasn't a place where you couldn't hear bruno mars so we got november 12th 12th silk sonic in about a month dropping that album i can't wait for that shit um uh, dave Chappelle. well i was gonna say one last thing go ahead go ahead uh uh young gravy collabs with martha stewart no on a on a commercial for real yeah martha stewart getting martha stewart it was on instagram he posted a, a video of uh, Martha Stewart calling Young Gravy and Young Gravy's like, or uh, what is what does Martha say? Martha's like, oh, I need um, I need something for this promotion, and I think you would be the best guy for the job. And Young Gravy's like, I got something for you, Martha, or just some stupid Jesus shit like that, so bro. Just, just that straight up, so funny, bro, so funny, and I cannot wait to see what's going on with them. Let's give a little shout out to Martha Stewart. You know how I'm gonna vibe. You don't understand how hard I'm gonna vibe if he plays this tomorrow. I'ma tell you to your face, boy. Your mama cougar. Shorty served me up. Now I feel like I'm at Hooters. I scoop, then I dip. I be moving like a Uber. Fresh out the clink, cooking up Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart, hey. Martha Stewart, hey. Make maneuvers. Think I'm Martha Stewart. Oh. That ad is going to be so fire, bro. and it's probably going to play at the Super Bowl, I bet. Yeah. Oh, my God, bro. I I can't wait. And if you guys haven't heard of Young Gravy, look him up. He's got Gasanova. He's got all these other fucking albums out, and they are fire, bro. He's been, they he are said, straight fire. He said, I've been smashing mouths before All-Star. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, let's get right into Dave Chappelle. He just dropped a new uh, special on Netflix called the closer um i think this is like his fourth special on netflix yep and it's the fourth special that he's gotten almost canceled for mm-hmm. because of the things that he talks about um so what did you think of the special i thought it was classic dave Chappelle, man it's it's conscious comedy bro it mm-hmm. makes you think and laugh at the same time it makes you kind of confused and a little right. bit afraid you know mm-hmm. like i'm kind of scared why am i laughing but also like this shit's, you know, this is some serious shit right. that he's talking about. Mm-hmm. 
So I think he touched on a lot of this shit and he called it the closer because this is the last one that he is contractually obligated to do with Netflix. And he wanted to wrap up all of the trans hate that he got from uh, his last special Mm -hmm. when he was making fun of trans people. Right. And I think he did a good job, dude. I think it's called the closer for a reason. I mean, was it the funniest special I've ever heard of? Mm -hmm. No, but you got to watch it. Right. Even if you're not a fan of comedy, it's just, it's cultural at this point. Yeah, I thought it was classic Dave Chappelle, straight up, like, he he said it was his closer also because, like, he's not going to make another special, period, until him and the trans community can, like, laugh on the same level and be cool. Like, that's what he said at the very end of the special, because... That's going to be in, like, 10 years, bro. Hey, he he went missing for, like, 10 years before. He could do it again. I don't think I he's could. got the I don't money, think bro. I could do it again. I don't know. I don't know if I could do it either. He's so funny, though. A world without Dave Chappelle, yeah, I don't know, is a dark world indeed. And like you could just tell the history being made with him telling those jokes, though. Like you know, you always look back at like the, the Chappelle show, and you're like, this is so relevant to to, to uh, today. Yeah. And you just have to, you have to laugh because you're like this motherfucker did this back in what the early 2000s right after like some tragic shit happened i and mean that's that's a big point of the of the special yeah. is that shit ain't changing right. like the same jokes back then right. are funny today right for why right you know the same gay jokes back then aren't funny today right the same women jokes back then aren't funny today mm. you know everything else has changed except for shit dealing with people of color right so i mean dude it's funny it's classic dave Chappelle. you gotta watch it it doesn't matter if you like him if you don't like him you gotta watch it mm-hmm. it was pretty good um squid game Ooh, you've seen squid game number one show on netflix currently right now you seen it i've seen it all of it so what's it about you haven't watched it i watched it i didn't finish it so don't spoil nothing. Okay. But also, don't spoil nothing for our listeners. Okay. Well, just give the premise. So set, you, set it up. If you haven't watched Squid Games, it is about um, the setting is in Korea. It's Squid Squid. It's Squid Game. Squid Game. Right. Squid don't put game, an S, don't put an S on it. You know, well, I hate when people do that. Squid Game. Well, because there's more than one game that there they is play. more than one game, but I don't like when people put S's on things that there's not an S. But there. it's not plural. Yeah, like like Chinese's or like, you know. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. I'll restart. Thanks. So Squid Game is a Netflix show and it's based in Korea and it's about these uh, people who grew up in the city extremely poor and they really don't have anywhere else to go. They somehow or another get invited to this party and the, what they think it what it is is like just some sort of gathering and um, they really have nothing else to go for. Like there's like thugs, you know, rapists, you know, um, embezzlers. You got all kinds of thieves and everything going into this game, not really knowing what it was about. And I think then you, what? I, I don't know where I don't know where you're getting your information from. What do you mean? I, there was not any rapists. There, there were. They didn't talk about them. They didn't talk about them, but you know for a fact some of those motherfuckers that they showed in the show they raped somebody. Allegedly. Allegedly, but. If you let me finish my thought. Okay, okay. I, you're, these I'm sorry, people, I'm cringing. These people get trans, transported to an island, and then they are part of a game show. And the game show 
is essentially if you pass the game that they present to you, these people who host the game, you win prize money. And if you lose, you die. And the games are based off of like little child's games. Like the most famous meme one is out there right now is called Red Light, Green Light. And that is, uh, I think it's the first episode. They play That's a game. That's how they close it off, yeah. Where, you know, when they say green light, you can run towards the end. And they say red light, if you are caught moving, you die. Uh-huh. And, uh, so it's it that's essentially what the show is about and it's and it's based around like two or three main characters. I thought it was really good. Some people said it's like the best show ever. I don't agree with that. Yeah, relax, you know. Somebody I know was like, "Oh my god, I fucking cried so much during the show. It's better than Game of Thrones all seasons." I was like, "Hold on. Game of Thrones was a shit show towards the end. It was it it was like a child that grew up and you love and then turned out to be, you know, Michael Jackson. Um, so <laughs> you just like, you didn't really know what to do with it anymore. And there, I don't really, I kind of <laughs> lost my thought trying to make that joke. Actually, maybe it wasn't that good of a joke. That's a good joke. Um, so Game of Thrones was like Game of Thrones, having a kid. <laughs> Game was really promising <laughs> as a child. <laughs> And it grew up to be Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, so, dude. so like Game of Thrones was great, and then it ended sour, right? <laughs> this show was good, but it, I don't think it had the depth and character development like Game of Thrones in the beginning. Well, let uh, let's let the audience watch it, decide, send in voice messages if you fuck with it, if you don't fuck with it, let us know. Wanna say we want <laughs> I have this shit in my head green, too. Green, red light, green light shit. Um, that is uh, a holy grail joke. My last, um, my last little bit of news, and this can just be a flyby, is that uh, the rap BET Rap Awards mm. were last week, and uh, for best new artist, Moonboy Baby came in. What? And wins. Young, young Blue. Young Blue, young the Moonboy, you know. No. You know. Best new artist. Yeah. You know, not Baby Keem. Your mind still? Drake? Baby Keem? Baby Keem. I don't even know if he was in the mix. Damn. I don't know who was it. You know who was in the mix? Was Grip. Mm. Grip lost. Damn. Uh, but I do think he was he was in the running. Grip was for best music video. Mm-hmm. And best debut rap album. Oh, okay. He might have been up for best album too, which was kind of dope to see Grip go from like what he was at to this. But uh, yeah, dude, Moonboy sweeping up. Wow. And you know, we called it here at the podcast. We, mm-hmm. we, you know, we fucked with it. Yeah, I we think. did. We did fuck with it. We fucked with it, right? We, we fucked with it more than we didn't fuck with it. And that's what matters. That's all that you can do these days. And uh, after that, let's wrap it up right into our first ad break. Why are you gay? Who says I'm gay? You are gay. Why are you running? Why are you running? It's recording now, but I'm not gonna say everything we just said. Oh. But we were just, uh, we just, oh we just recorded God. a bit, and it, and the fucking app um, glitched out, and we did not, rec- we did not record pretty much the entire discussion that we just had on sincerely control. But what we can say, we can summarize what we said. Yeah. Uh, before we give a review, so welcome back. We just had an ad break. This is what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. We just got back. Uh, a little flustered. I'm going to be real. A little my, my, flustered. My heat is rising, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm a little angry right now that it didn't record because um, that's some bullshit. We had some good points here on uh, Sincerely Kentrell. So Sincerely Kentrell, 
by NBA Youngboy, who you all know got very famous after his uh, his song with uh, Juice World Bandit. Bandit back in 2019, two years ago, October 2019, they released Bandit. It does 700 million streams on Spotify to this day. Um, huge explosion of popularity. And a week after he does that song, he drops his first album called Al Youngboy. It goes number one on the Billboard 200. Mm-hmm. So NBA Youngboy coming off early, early success. This man is only 22 years old. Um, early, early success. Ends up uh, uh, being charged with basically federal crimes to uh, selling drugs mm-hmm. and possessing stolen firearms. and illegal firearms. Pleads not guilty gets pulled over in March of 2021 earlier this year. He fucking books it, dude. He gets out of the car and runs, bro, because mm-hmm. he's NBA young boy, okay? Right. You know, you know, never bail, never bail again. I don't know. Right. He's not going to jail again, okay? Never Usain Bolt again. <laughs> but I'll tell you, they caught him. He's been in jail for over 7 months now and uh he must have pre-recorded jail. this album before he went and he dropped it just yesterday, correct? Uh, no, a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. So we've had a little bit to sit on this album. It's it went number one, okay, in Drake's fourth week on the Billboard number on the number one spot on the Billboard 200. Certified Lover Boy finally gets taken down by Sincerely Kentrell by NBA Young Boy. Okay, mm-hmm. that's blowing my mind. That's blowing both of our minds, right? Because we think about NBA Young Boy, we don't think of somebody who's popular. Right. But we've said multiple times on this podcast, NBA Young Boy is one of the only streamers who's doing absolute bonkers numbers right it's like drake juice world and nba young boy mm-hmm. which is just insane that from a juice world song with the two artists on there you get two superstars like that yeah. people still fuck with that shit to this day um in terms of on the album uh we didn't like it yeah we thought it was flat um the lyrics very mumbly um just, it, it he didn't really experiment he didn't really talk about anything new um we've it's just something we've just continued to hear over and over again with different artists and we don't want to dog his experience because we know it's unique to himself right. we should talk about that we should talk about that again we should repeat ourselves with what we said there but um i think it's just you know it's 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 um it's hard to really say as someone who's like critiquing music and saying you know, I don't think this is good because I've heard it before. Well, I I really haven't. Like, I don't think he's not doing a bad job. It's just being the number one artist, I just don't understand how it's just becoming so popular when the beats just, I feel like, just aren't too crazy. They're not um, really exploding with, like, new imagination with how to make like a new beat and like new samples or anything. Right. Um, his, his, his tone of voice doesn't really change. Um, he's, and it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant at all. He doesn't have a very good voice and he tries to sing a lot and, uh, you know, young boy never sing again. Right. And I did, I, I made that joke before, but right. we weren't recording. So I had to make it again. Young boy never records again. Right. And, um, I just personally think that he has a lot of work to do, but, Who's to say this motherfucker is not making millions and he's in jail? He is, and we I'm saying. out here busting my batuti working every day, right. and Podcasting. I ain't making I ain't making a fucking fraction of what he's making because the streets fuck it, dude. Mm-hmm. They, sorry, the streets don't fuck it. The streets fuck with it, okay? Mm-hmm. And they might fuck it. They never, might fuck never to fuck it. with it again. The streets might fuck to it. it. <laughs> um, but we also said before 
um, was, you know, we don't got to like it because the hood go and love it. Right. And this is an example of that. This mm-hmm. isn't necessarily music for us. We, we, we had a whole conversation on privilege yeah. and it was really, really deep and really, really good. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm heated. Okay. I'm heated. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just want to move on. Uh, let's, let's just for the, for the sake of the episode, um, this Going album was propped up by three, um, more popular songs being toxic punk. Here's a little snippet for you. I'm going to fast forward it so that we get to a good part. Um, toxic punk, Nevada and white teeth are the three songs we'll preview. So he's got this like trippy red style delivery with a high-pitched voice, kind of uh, not great pronunciation of words. And, um, you know, dialect aside, you know, we're all yeah. speaking the same language, but if I, if I can't understand it, it's not going to connect with me. Mm-hmm. Now, also being said... I don't understand what Suicide Boys is half the time, and this is something that you said, but it still resonates with us because the music sounds good. Right. Whereas the beats are experimental, here, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, the second song that I thought that was uh, people were fucking with was Nevada, which is actually the number one song on the album. Slow song. They're all slow songs. Fast forward here. You know, I could see how people would fuck with this. Like, it's good, like, it's good just, I guess, vibing music. Is it good smoking music? Good drinking music? It definitely ain't no, conscious it, rap. It's not drinking music because whoever's drinking and listening to that is is just straight up sad. They're and sad. The, and there's no sad gangsters around here. Sincerely, Cantrell. Gangsters are not allowed to be sad. No sadness. Uh, the third most popular song was White Teeth, which this one I think was the only song that I thought was kind of was actually kind of hot. He's got that Suarez guitar beat. Is that Narcos? No security, bros, women, no friends. Paul on me, double them and bad bitches. Social distance, pickle, they ain't no cough. You know. And then uh, finally, the last one we talked about was Still Waiting, which he released from jail as a bonus song to this uh, and, album. And before we were interrupted by the fact that we realized we weren't recording, as I was listening to this, this was, you know, it was not bad. It was, it was something different. Like, it was kind of cool that he did that. I got four hours to myself. This is him on the phone in jail. And you know he's sitting at the phone booth with all the big thugs behind him crying, dude. Just protecting them, having their big ass hands on his shoulder. What do you think his his pet nickname is in jail? I bet they just call him Young Boy, dude. No, Young Boy. Yeah. Mm. NWA, never walk again, dude. <laughs> just put holes in him, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> From Fucking the back, you know what I'm saying? Him, bro. God damn. But ne- I bet people respect him in jail, though. He's young, 22. He's probably busting on them big dudes. But I told you, the hood loves him. Like, the streets yeah. fuck with him. So mm. I think that he's he must have he must have street cred. And, he you know, he's in jail. That probably means he didn't take a deal. It probably means he didn't rat on nobody. 
Yeah. He he faced his sentence like a man. So mm-hmm. um he's serving time, you know. And uh he's say what you want now, about the, now he's NBA young man. Exactly. And by the time he gets out, he might be NBA old man. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. If this trial don't go right. Hoo-wee. Uh let's review this album. Lyrically, um Hold on, sh- we ain't recording. Yes, we are. <laughs> Lyrically, do not get me heated because I will swing. Um <laughs> That's a new single. <laughs> Lyrically. I think he has a lot of work to do with enunciation, his the way he's just projecting his voice, that his voice in general, I just I don't feel like it's I feel like he's forcing that high voice. I'm not really sure. Um it just it just doesn't sound right. And and honestly I get annoyed after a couple seconds of just listening to him. <laughs> and that's completely opinionated, but um, he just, he just doesn't move his voice up and down a lot when he's like more emotional. He just, he doesn't play with any sort of, you know, cool ideas with his own voice. You know, like if you got a specific voice, use it, you know, uh, I feel like it's just, it's just very bland and flat. Um, even with it being at that high pitch level, but I'm going to rate this lyrically. Like I'm going to say a 3.5. Production-wise, I'm going to rate this uh, a four. Um, I don't think the beats were any better. I think the samples, there was, there was really no good, you know, imaginative samples. There was nothing that really stuck out to me. No no cool drum breaks, no uh, cool piano, you know, kind of melody, nothing. It was just kind of like an album it sounded like he put together in jail i'm not gonna lie it sounded like he was just banging two rocks against the wall <laughs> Fuck, dude. and um i don't know it just you know for an artist to be the number one you would think there would be some sort of you know really cool um like just straight up killer shit on this album um so overall i'm gonna just I'm going to give it a four because it, it took certified lover boy off the number one. <laughs> but, um, other than that, I, I, I cannot see myself rating it higher than that. I don't think this album did well in my eyes. Yeah, man. I think he's got a lot to work on, uh, it, with lyrically. I think he's a young guy, you know, his name, young boy. He's 22. Never young again. He's only, he got famous way too fast. He came off of a, basically a feature, from a superstar artist in Juice World, and basically grabbed on the Juice World's fucking uh, braids, and you know rode him Tug. to the fucking Prom top slaves. of the universe. So I think he's got famous too quick. I don't think he's had enough time to experiment like we expect from a high quality album on the show. I don't think he's had enough life experience to understand what makes a hit. Uh, well, I mean, actually, fuck me, right? He's making number one number one album, so he knows how to make a hit album. I just think that he's missing something to get to that next level. And uh, he's got lessons to learn in how to make music, I think, sonically sound more interesting, make himself sound more interesting, get his point across better. Um, you, like you said, experiment with his voice. I need him to introduce... You know, he needs to be more comfortable with silence. This is a guy who tries to fit a lot of words into a single rhyme, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times it's jarring. It's not, it doesn't fit the conventional style of a rap, um, you know, which say what you want about being conventional. Uh, it is necessary sometimes to to fucking follow the formula. 
before you figure out how to break the formula. So lyrically, I give it a four. Production, uninteresting. While it is, you know, quality because it's a number one album, high top tier producers. The beats aren't interesting. They're not varied. They there's no beat switches, like you said. Completely agree with you. No interesting parts to these beats. Um, it's a four, and it's yeah. an overall four for me. So, okay. sincerely, control, baby. Sincerely, hey, oh, baby. Wait, 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 Alex. Okay, he doesn't want to say anything right now. Um, okay, so we both rate this album a four, and um, we have a second album that hopefully, in our eyes, does a little bit better than this one. It absolutely does, Ryan. We're talking about Hitler Wears Hermes Side B by West Side Gun. Okay, so so last week, if you go back listen to episode one twenty five, we listened to Hitler Wears Hermes Eight. Sincerely, Adolf, the side A to the newest West Side Gun project, mm-hmm. the Buffalo mm-hmm. rapper, head of Griselda, one of the most interesting and hottest rap groups in hip hop right now. Definitely a Wazoo favorite. Ooh, right, Wazoo favorite. Put this motherfucker at the top of the list, okay? Hitler Wears Hermes, Side B, by your boy West Side Gun. Y'all know Shotsu fucks with West Side Gun. Favorite Griseldian. Um, just, he, this is an artist that makes me feel like someone like um, NBA Youngboy, who raps about the same old thing every time, can be better because you look at Griselda and you look at Benny and you look at Conway and you look at Westside and you look at these rappers from Brooklyn and they just, they, they rap about their life in a way that's interesting and that it catches your attention. And it's not just something that you just want to turn off because you've heard it a million times. And, and again, these beats are almost identical the the beats that Griselda does on every single one of their songs is almost identical. It's it's the same drum beat and it's slower, sometimes it's quicker, but what they do is they experiment with how fast the beat is, how loud certain instruments are. Um the the way they flow on it. I mean the the beat is so slow at to a point you can kind of wrap any sort of flow on it. And it's important for me to be in sync with the beat because if you're not, it's the, the, the song is just not going to sound good no matter what you're rapping about. It doesn't matter what you're rapping about. If you're the best lyricist, if that beat and your voice isn't on point and with key, it just straight up sounds like garbage. And that is the complete opposite of what I thought about every uh, Griselda you know, creation that they've had, but especially Hermes side B. Um, a couple of my favorite songs off the bat, um, hell on earth part two. Um, I thought this was such a good collaboration with Benny and Conway, such a good way to start off the album. I love this, uh, the sound of this beat, you know, it's a repetitive loop, right? But the way this drum comes in right here, it feels like a deep cut, man. It sounds like someone's holding a mic yeah. at like a, like a at like a block party, right? And 
that's another one of them tracks where the Griseldians unite and light up the skies with their buffalo, you know, style. Mm. They bring the cold to you and give you the cold shoulder. Right. They dust off some coke dust off their Gucci Gat and right. bust some Balenciaga bullets, dude. Mm-hmm. Bottega bullets. Mm. Some Louis Vuitton 50 cals, bro. It's all designer with Griselda, dude. In this, in this side B alone, West Side Gun shoots out the moonroof and the sunroof. Damn. Who else does that, you know? No, they need a dog roof. They need a moonroof, a dog roof, a do- yeah, a sunroof. <laughs> a fucking dog roof. Now, um, another collaboration that they normally, you know, fiddle with every time he's around in the studio, Rome Streets. One of my favorite artists currently, you know, right alongside, you know, uh, Denzel, Deontay, J.I.D., um, Rome Street is just an absolute beast when it comes to syncing his lyrics with the beat and t- and not only just rapping to you, but telling you a story and you can follow along. It, there's no mumble. There's no bullshit in with whatever he's saying. He will rap just bar after bar after bar and he is just stringing you along telling you a story and he's got the theme down packed. Especially, this is the song Eddie Kingston off this album. Again, listen to that drum beat. It's the same. With that just like magical fucking piano riff in the back. Just something. This is like an Aristocats beat. Yeah, he's on that skip into Rome's part. He's on that big ass three keyboard line piano, just going like this. And the beats just sound dark. They sound yeah. far away. Yeah, it's just cool, like to experiment with music like that. It's almost like they made the beat, but held a mic away from the beat and re-recorded the beat. And that's how you get these interesting sounds. You know, we talked yeah. about, um, fuck, what was the album that we just not uh not today, but last time was uh Hermes Side A. It was, I guess, it was Side A. It was a lot, of, or and it was also Certified Lover Boy. Mm-hmm. A lot of these beats sound sterile. They're not experimenting with the noise that they're making. I want to hear something new. Right. And they do a cool mix with these, and they give you something that you haven't heard before in a beat. Um, well, we I, also I want to continue we, listening we also to Rome talked about. Um, I'll say it real quick, uh, like grips beats. Like it sounded like you could have no, just right. made it. That's where we. You could have just made it off the like like it's just a generic drum beat. Like it's nothing new. Right. I want to hear something that I've never heard before. Right. Not just something that I could put together on my phone. Exactly. exactly. This is like the production on this is so unique to Griselda. Nobody else like makes beats like, like it this. It sounds like West Side Gun was like, "Hey, yo, somebody do that piano thing," and then the guy in the background's like, "I got you." Yeah. And that's why he's so and he was like, "All cool. right, record that. Pause. Take it over here." Record it again, play that shit again, yes. see what you do. He's a composer, man. Right. Dude, West Side Gun is like Mozart, dude. Yeah. Dude, he's I like Mozart, so. bro. I think so. Dude, he's like dude, he's like Wilbur Shakespeare. I think he's kind of like Beethoven. Beth did you say Beethoven? Beethoven. You said Thoven though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tho- Thoven. All right. Because it's a TH. Like close your eyes and it's just like stars and sparkles coming down and you just see fucking Rome streets just 
coming live from where they banging and scamming. Little niggas Not on Christmas I could listen to him forever. In a different universe, ASAP Rocky wouldn't have been that. In a different universe, ASAP Rocky would be featured on a on a West Side Gun album, and yeah. Rome Streets would have put out at long last Rome Streets or something uh-huh, like that. Uh-huh. You know, in a different universe, Rome Streets, he got the shine. Yeah, and uh, I want him to have the shine because I want him this to have man the shine is dangerous. And we've said it five thousand times. I'll say it five thousand more times. Rome Streets is the future, baby. Mm-hmm. Now he's also on a different song, and it's called it's called Big Al. Now, have you did you remember what this song sounds like? Smooth as fuck. Mm. This is like you're sitting in your car and you don't know whether to turn it off or not, and you got the rain just pounding down on your car, just drops, just clanging on, and it's crazy because. It's crazy because it's like the beat gives you, for me at least, a, like an image in my mind of what's happening. You know, like we always fuck around. We say this shit is so dark. I feel like I'm like driving around in a fucking uh, right, uh, putting a mask. Uh, yeah, over putting one a mask hand, on, about to rob the, a bank right. with my grandma in the in the fucking passenger seat. Nah, like, she in the trunk. And she's got that that cookie tin, but it's but but she pulls out a fucking nine With the butter cookies. She, yeah, dude, but never, but it's it's never it's any just cookies bullets. in it. It's she's just, just bullets. It's, she's got like the fucking clip that you put in the fucking RPG or the uh, RP RPK or whatever. She she's just feeding it through while I'm just. And grandma's got a mask on too, dude. Grandma's got the ski mask on too. It's and it's like it. That music is equivalent to how poems make a setting. You know what I mean? For sure, man. This is like, like an environment. It, it just is. Um, he's unmatched at at setting a scene. Yeah. With the beat, it yeah. puts you somewhere. It yeah. transports you. The first time I ever gave Griselda mad attention was Conway from a King to a God. Yeah. And I was on vacation. I was sitting in a hot tub, mm. looking at the stars. Right. Mm. And it was late, and now your boy mm. couldn't sleep. Right. <sighs> Your boy couldn't sleep, right? Because I got a lot of energy. Right. So I was laying in the hot tub and I put on From King to a God behind me on my on my Wonder Boom sponsored. And it blew me away. It was like that feeling of being transported somewhere. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there anymore. I wasn't mm-hmm. laying in the hot tub, bro. I was somewhere else with this man. You were butt-ass naked in a Walmart. I was naked. Buying a gun. What kind of gun? Semi-automatic. Rifle. AK-47, and I'm just going to say, you were going to go downtown, and you were just going to let them all have it. I was ordering a Big Mac, right? right? Mm-hmm. I pulled up in an Escalade. I ordered a Big Mac right? through my Gucci ski mask, right. right? And I asked my boy what he wanted, and I turn over, and it's all Doberman Shepherds, dude. Right, right, right. The whole car is full of <laughs> Doberman Shepherds. That's how I felt. Right. Uh, let's listen to some more of a uh, of Big Al. And I wonder if I, I didn't I couldn't find an accurate list of who produced which song. We said last week that Derringer does a lot of their production. He does, but this album had a range of producers on this thing, including The Alchemist, which makes me wonder if this song Big Al and how beautiful this beat is and how good it is at setting the scene is produced by Alchemist. Put it in the wax paper, wrap it, and give it to the fiends. Mm. 
So speaking of beautiful beats, before we get to rating this thing, um, I thought this might be the most beautiful beat I've ever heard on 99 Averex mm-hmm. featuring Stove God Cooks and AZ. Stove God Cooks is another fantastic artist. This is like that happy mafia shit that plays when something absolutely fucking terrible happens. Feds kick the door, this the realest shit I never wrote. Kept singing this in my head, though. Baby mama sped up in the bin, screaming, let him go. The realest shit I never wrote. Kill my young nigga was the realest one I ever know. Kill my young It's just um, they're so good at production, man. You, and and you can just tell when a song just makes you like smile or laugh or just like puts you in that grungy face or makes you lick your fucking lips, right? And it, like it just gives you a fucking crazy unique reaction when you listen to that song. I will say there are parts of this album that aren't good. There are some verses that make me just uncomfortable because the delivery sucks or the rhyme scheme is like it's like a jingle almost it haunts you Mm -hmm. you're just in your head and you're just like i don't want to i hate that bar why am i i keep thinking about i also felt that way when um rome streets made the album with ankle john yes um they have two very different flows and not to knock either of them because you know i like rome streets way more than i like ankle john right but in their own respects i don't understand why they wanted to make a collab album because you know rome streets he has well thought out bars that just connect to each other well thought out and ankle john has good punchlines, but they only last like boom 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 it's not nothing is connected it's right. just he's there for the time yeah and um same thing happened on this album there's there's artists on here that were on the same songs that they didn't quite match what the song was giving them, like what kind of energy they were receiving. And it felt like some of the verses were just a little off. Like you could just tell the energy, it wasn't the same as what the beat was given back. Right. Um, a songs, the songs I felt that way, it was, uh, oh shit, um, Munch with Tiana DeNice. D-nice? D-nice? Is it D-nice, D-nice here? Um, why, why I do them like that? With Billy. And uh, Force Long with 2 Chains. I, I mean, 2 Chains was okay. but See, I like that song a lot. I, I liked it too, but there there were parts with 2 Chains shit that just made me like... You on the ground surrounded by guns. You right. on the ground surrounded by guns. You know, it's just... It's, it's very infinitesimal little details that I look into like that too, but... It's good though. Just listen to that. Yeah. What is this beat? This is like walking down the palace stairway in the middle of France after the party, the masquerade ends, and you pulling the ski mask yeah. down. Always pulling the ski mask right. down, and you about to steal some jewels. You have the no, it's it's the Louis Vuitton mask on, but you got the masquerade mask over top, mm. and you just you just slide it off and you just throw it that would be a dope fucking album cover with west side gun in a crowd and they're all wearing like masquerade masks but he just has that fucking that gucci, that gucci ski mask on yeah. and that's him just standing out in the crowd yeah. bro 
looking like some Assassin's Creed Chicago shit. This was the line before we rate before we rated. This was the the song that I thought sounded terrible. Um, it's like Elvis Presley stole muddy waters flow. Right. The Rolling Stones stole muddy waters flow. Right. I think it's this one. <laughs> nah, it wasn't this. Um, I don't know what song that was actually. Now that I think about it, but fuck. Either way. Uh, like I was saying before, there are low spots on this album. It's mm-hmm. not a perfect album, but God damn it, I enjoyed a lot of it. Yeah. For being 21 songs long, mm-hmm. uh, 20 songs, sorry, and in over an hour, um, I fucked with most of it. It's something yeah. I could have on in the background. So I'll rate this one first. Uh, lyrically, I said this on side A, and I meant it for side B. Westside dumping, dude. He's not in every song. He doesn't always show up as the number one guy on the song. But when he does... On side B, man, I feel like he was just focusing on dumping. Yeah. Just putting out quality lyrics and really just giving his fans the what for, you know? Mm-hmm. Giving them the one, two. Right. His features show up. Rome Streets, of course. Stove God Cooks has one of the better verses on the whole album on Ostertag. Um, J Electronica mm. on Free Cutter. Great verse from J Electronica. Right. Um, I actually liked the verses from Two Chains and Armani Caesar, mm-hmm. um, and you know, there was a, a feature with Tyler the Creator that I think was lacking. But again, Tyler the Creator, man, the man is—it's hard for him to miss. So lyrically on this album, I think Westside does a really good job of playing with uh, experimenting. So I'm gonna actually—it's—it's it's fucking. This is a good album, man, and we haven't had a good album in a while. But uh, I almost want to give it like an eight and a half. I'm feeling mm-hmm. good. I'm really feeling good. I'm feeling froggy. You're, you're looking froggy. I'll tell Production you that. wise, great album. Yeah. It's, uh, like I said, a lot of unique sounding beats, beats you can sit in, beats that take you somewhere else, and you're able to describe a vibe just mm-hmm. by listening for a second. You know what, you know the feeling that the song is trying to give you. Um, and that's awesome. You don't get that with a lot of albums. So, production wise, pretty high also. I mean, fuck, man. Eight and a half. And I think the album overall gets an eight and a half for me. Yeah. Now, uh, read to me what I had reviewed for this side A. Because I know it was like in the high eights as well. Side A, you put seven for the lyrics, eight and a half for production, and an eight overall. Okay. So, the last episode I did say I was going to rate this one, the side B, an eight as well. Um, I think I'll stick with my word on that. Um, but I have to just give it eights across the board. I can't, I can't stoop low with the lyrics on side B. I think side B was actually pretty superior than side A. Um, and just like you said, the, 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 the features, they showed up and they fucking played their part and they did a hell of a job. Um, there were some issues with like, everyone just trying to blend in their flows with each other's and, and sometimes it just didn't have that right chemistry I was looking for. Right. But God damn it. If that fucking beat didn't slap for that fucking 100,000th time I've heard it, you know what <laughs> I mean? And it really does bring you somewhere. And I, and I, and I truly do believe, you know, certain music has certain energy that it gives off. For sure. So eights across the board, um, giving yeah. it overall an eight and, uh, I think if Bobby was here, he'd give it an eight too. I think he would. I think we we all are on kind of the same page, you know, except for me and my Josiah thing going yeah, on. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's that's, a, that's kind of like a crux. We don't doctor. talk about you that. Go to the doctor. Well, I I choose to just ignore it, 
just sure, like sure. Don Tolly ignores his allegations. He does. And sooner or later, it's just going to get brushed under the rug. Now, the rug in this room here is actually quite large. So <laughs> there's going to be a lot of shit tucked in there. fit a lot of allegations under this rug. There's a lot of allegations in this house. Brian, tell them where they can find us. You can find us on Instagram at Wazoo Podcast. That's W-A-Z-O-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You can download Anchor app for free at anchorfm.com slash wazoopodcast. Make an account for free. Write a message for free. Keep going. And support your boys. Support your boys in blue. Because <laughs> we wear in blue today. We're the thin blue line, bitches. Yes, we are. Out the wazoo. You already know. See y'all next week.